1: From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Heard At Sports Radio. Michigan like that throw-ahead quick three. There on the catch. Oh, Reed, nice
0: post up, nice slam. Walker lob it up, Ahead. Was so good. Holloman! Holloman! Watch your head. good morning, it's Friday here on Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers here with me. Our guy Shane Schilberg producing. We're live on AM 590 ESPN, Omaha ESPN, Tri Cities, and of course Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Man, it has been a very strange week. Uh, It's always that short week. Yeah, that week coming off of holidays is always very strange. It's felt. It's been a short week. It's felt sort of long for me. I don't think either of us are sleeping normally. No, not yet. Not yet. And it's. You know, we're not even close. Yeah, I'm getting (laughs) closer. But man, when you do, when you have our schedule. It's really impractical to try and keep that schedule when you're off for a week or Mm -hmm. 10 days or whatever Mm -hmm. we were because no one else operates from 5 in the morning until 10 in the morning, and then they're like, well, my day's over. (laughs) 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 Got to go to bed at 8 p.m. Like, no one else operates that way. And so it's really hard when you're not doing this show to be like, oh, well, I'm still going to go to bed at, like, super early, and I'm going to wake up at 5. Because unless you've got one of those... Like, 80-year-old grandparents that, like, opens up Panera every morning. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's a great analogy. Dude, the only reason, so I went to, uh, I I went through this little bout of insomnia when I was in college. And you would end up at Panera at five? turns out it was anxiety, but whatever. Um, Formerly known as St. Louis Bread Company. Everybody out there, fun fact. I've heard. uh, We call it Panera here.
1: Uh, (laughs) Well, yes, you're not (laughs) in St. Louis. (laughs)
0: Well, that, <laughs> that was the only place they that called it. St. They Louis still Bread call it Company. Nebraska Furniture Company in Texas, so, or Nebraska Furniture Mart in Texas. So you never know. Uh, but no, so I, I went through this little bout of insomnia in college, and I so I I looked up like what places will like open the earliest because I could not fall asleep. It's like four o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to go to IHOP or anywhere, and I was like, okay, where where it can opens up, I can get some breakfast, whatever. And I think Panera opens at like five thirty or something, or they used to. I don't know. All that was pre-pandemic, so I don't know everything. All the hours changed after that, but so I'd go, and I would be the youngest person in there by like a half century. I was probably 22 years old, and there was not a soul under 70. Hey, at in least that you restaurant. got a fresh bagel, maybe yeah. a breakfast sandwich. You know, I used to get the uh, yeah. I would get. I, I was a big cinnamon crunch bagel guy. No way, me yeah. too. I also, I Loki. If I didn't want that much like sweet, I'd go French toast bagel. Dude, this is crazy. That's my second. Dude, they're,
1: it's really good. And that's, like, where I stop. Unless yeah. I get a plain bagel or a sesame seed bagel because I just want a little bit of butter on it. Yeah. But
0: I don't do cream cheese, no. so I need the sweet. Yeah. So, I, I've start. There's, like, a there's a hazelnut or something cream mm. cheese that's pretty good on the French toast. Can't do it. It's do it. I've too I've much cream cheese. A, it. I really don't either. It's got to be, like, a real thin schmear because otherwise... I don't know. It yeah, gets too, it's just not for me. I get too much of the mayo texture if it's like too – if they have people like glob it on there, it freaks me out. Uh, but, yeah, so I used to go to, to Panera at like 530 in the morning. That's when I realized, oh, the only people up at this time are retired. It, it, honestly, I think it's 90% retired teachers because they're used to getting up at the crack of dawn, and they have nowhere else to go. So they're like, well, I did this for 40 years. I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to p- go to Panera every morning. And it was the same people. Every single morning. It was wild. Well, to your other point, you know why
1: it's still Nebraska Furniture Mart in Texas, right? Why is that? It's because Nebraska is constantly trolling Texas. (laughs) Like, they, they inserted themselves in that state. It's their recruiting ground. That's true. Texas is a powerful player. And so... Not only just with athletes, but with furniture stores, that's where they have to stay. And the reason, too, is because James Nebraska is a huge Nebraska football fan, the guy that started Nebraska Furniture Mart.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's his name. That's not his name? No, I think no? so. No? I think it's a, it's a Rose Blumkin. Oh, kid. Nebraska's not a last name? No. Oh. No, no, no. It's, uh, I believe it's uh, it's a native word, I think. Maybe that may I like sense. James Nebraska more. Yeah, uh, no, that might I have been feel like that. Shane's alter ego, James <laughs> Nebraska. Who? What would James Nebraska be in life? Ooh, James Nebraska. So, well, so you got Shane in my head now. Oh come on, Shane! I'm I'm now envisioning him as because in in another. He sounds like a door to door salesman. In, yeah, that could like a vacuum salesman <laughs> in yeah, the fifties.
1: Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. I'm James Nebraska. You know. Here from the home state of Nebraska. He's
0: he's, he's uh he's selling Dyson vacuums door to door. No, I, I got because you mentioned Shane and I don't know Shane. I hope you don't mind me telling people this. In another life, Shane worked at a gas station for a while, and so I like immediately went to my head. I was like, James Nebraska is the overly friendly guy at a gas station, like the, the ga- like the clerk. At a gas station. Why the f*** is Shane walking in there? Yeah, that's what I would, be, why, why? James Nebraska
1: is actually Nebraska's version of Connor Stallion. Oh. Because he, he's, he has a leg up on Stallions because he didn't get caught. That's true. And yeah. I don't think...
0: I, he's so discreet. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever get caught. Well, to his friends, he's Jimmy Nebraska, so you got to... <laughs> no, that's his <just> Venmo. <laughs> oh, Jimmy underscore Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, hashtag GBR. Uh, that's... I don't know how we started there. Uh, We've got a good show for you today, though. We've got uh, Matt Marina's coming up at 8 a.m. to talk about uh, Creighton. They've got a big matchup with Providence tomorrow, although Providence will be missing a major piece in Bryce Hopkins, so we'll check in with Matt DeMarinas, kind of get his thoughts on the early conference season. As well as we might talk to him about what happened the other night with Creighton and UConn women, but I don't, we, we don't have to. Uh, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll see how the interview's is going. Uh, at 9, we'll have our guy Mike Sauter uh, to catch us up on the Metro Holiday Tournament uh, in prep basketball. Also a little Nebraska ball. Uh, always Nebraska ball. They are rolling, and he has got a front row seat to it. Um, and then we will wrap up the show with Matt Verzal, former Husker, owner of Pizon's Pizzeria. A- along the way few things that i want to touch on that we'll get to later it's the it, it's black monday eve uh, in, in in nfl football coaching circles that is true because starting tomorrow you've got the last weekend of nfl football games and we we did this a month ago six weeks ago kind of we talked about some of the coaches the number we had heard from Schefter. Is nine to twelve coaches he thought could get fired. I want to see where we're at on that number. I wanna see which guys because I think some guys have coached themselves off of the hot seat, and I think some guys could still coach themselves onto the hot seat. I'm happy you said as that. well. So because there are a couple that, yeah, that I was looking at
1: yesterday and thought, Man, if you didn't get to nine and seven, yeah. It,
0: you may have had a uh, a question mark next to your name for next season. And there's one in particular that I thought for sure was getting fired and all of a sudden I'm looking at it and I was like I don't know. That it it's becoming a much more difficult decision. So we will get to the NFL hot seat I and the playoff picture cuz they're all kind of rolled into one uh here in uh, about an hour, but until then uh some some quarterback college quarterback breaking I don't know if it's breaking news uh but about dang time news some news well there's a couple of them right so there's some news overnight Will Howard Kansas State finally makes his commitment to Ohio State um he'd he'd visited slash flirted with USC and Miami pretty aggressively he met with Nebraska apparently um obviously he was looking for the right fit. And, and, you know, good on him. He's, he's upgraded his situation from, not that Kansas State's a bad situation, but from Kansas State to Ohio State, obviously there's a talent difference there. But I'm, I'm kind of wondering about this from the, well, from both perspectives. This seems like a super weird fit to me. Um, maybe a little bit, but I think after
1: watching Ohio State in that bowl game, when you got a piece of what Devin Brown looked like for a short time, sure. and then Lincoln Keenols, neither of those guys seemed overly ready yeah, to take over that think program. Keenholz
0: is the answer for sure. Not, well, not next not, year. Not next year. Yeah. Uh, Devin
1: Brown, it, like we we, I think we were talking to Bill Bender, and it, it just seems a little too early to really assess him. Well, and we
0: didn't get to see a ton of him either. He got he got banged up pretty quick. He
1: wasn't in there. But also, long. when you have a guy like Will Howard available. Mm-hmm why not put all your eggs in his basket to, to come in and basically do what every other Ohio State quarterback has been doing for you uh, before McCord? Is Will Howard going to be a first-round pick? I don't know. Maybe if he, if he really blows up, but I doubt it right I would now. guess no. Yeah, like I would lean no. But. but I think he is actually maybe two or three stairs ahead
0: of where Kyle McCord was. Last well, season. So that's my question from the Ohio State standpoint. Is Will Howard actually better than Kyle McCord? I think, he's, I think he's further in line. In So I think he's more mobile than Kyle McCord. And if that's something that you're looking for, although if I'm remembering off the top of my head here, Will Howard's rushing stats aren't crazy. I think as he's become better as a passer, they've kind of taken away some of the running game from him a little bit, which makes sense. People do that a lot. Uh, but I, I don't know I don't look at will Howard I know he's been really sought after in the transfer portal market I just I don't know that I look at will Howard last year or really at any point in his career and I go yeah that guy's way better than what I saw from Kyle McCord like I year. wouldn't go with
1: way better but I still think he he's in front of Kyle McCord in line
0: and, and so th- that's fair if you want to say they're close but Will Howard's a little ahead I can understand it from Ohio State standpoint I guess I don't necessarily understand it from a Will Howard standpoint unless he got some guarantees from Ohio State that he would start next year because if you're Will Howard and you're trying to go to the NFL obviously right like that's why he's making this move I would assume Uh, there's probably some NIL money involved as well but if you're trying to make this move you're trying to show, hey. I can run a different kind of offense. I can be more of a traditional passer. You know, I can do this at the NFL level. He's got to play in order to do that. And it's not like, A, they don't have a couple reasonably highly touted guys on the roster already, and B, a super highly touted guy coming in as well in Nolan. So, like, I I don't understand for him – and depending on where you look at, Nolan's a five-star. Like, he's not super far out of the neighborhood of what we're talking about with Dylan Rayola. I don't understand if you're Will Howard, how that makes a ton of sense. Well, uh, you got to expect that this is it. What do you mean? This is Will Howard's year. You would think, this is but it. Like, if he's, you're he's going, Ryan Day. He's going here for one year. Uh, no, for sure. But if you're Ryan Day. Are you really guaranteeing him that
1: spot? Well, he didn't guarantee McCord that spot last year. Sure. There, were, there were so many, and I remember bringing this up, um, gosh, it was probably
0: But it's mid-August. different when you're with McCord and you're already there versus you're transferring in for your last year. That's where I don't understand it from a Will Howard standpoint.
1: Well, so again, you have to think about what, what Ryan Day saw in that bowl game from his other two quarterbacks. Sure. And he couldn't be happy. With no. what he saw out of those two guys, not to say that you know some some were limited, and and, and you know the eyes on, on Devin Brown again weren't uh, weren't long because he was on the bike for a majority of that game, but when you have a guy in the portal that you can instantly slot in and be an impact guy, keep you keep Ohio State where it needs to be mm-hmm. in this conference transition. You don't want to take a, a major step back in that regard because think about Ohio State just as a school, right? Mm-hmm. They have the prowess of being something in the one to six range. And if you, don't, if you don't take a guy like Will Howard right now, watching Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholes, and, and then maybe relying on a five-star true freshman, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. that doesn't get you in that one to six mm-hmm. window. And having a guy that has a ton of playing experience like Will Howard, that could keep you there. Will Howard kept K-State um, relevant this past season. Yeah, he was they, good they, at K-State, They were for what, sure. in the 10 to 25 range in the standings. Yeah. Uh, he can do that again at Ohio State. Now, also, if you're out there and you're thinking, well, Kyle McCord's stats were way better than Will Howard's. No, they're about the same. Uh, like Kyle McCord had better stats but you also have to remember Kyle McCord was on a better had team better talent.
0: So my only my only issue uh, and so I I agree with you there on the the stats aren't crazy different, which is why I kind of looked at him like is you know is Will Howard that much better than Kyle McCord? And if we want to give him an edge, that's fine. But my other thought is okay, is what value do you get of a second year of Kyle McCord in the same offense versus Will Howard who that's K-State and Ohio State don't run the same stuff. Maybe conceptually they're the same. I'm not deep enough into their offenses to know, you know, okay, their route trees are similar and their passing concepts are similar, so it's not a huge transition. That may be true. But the fact is Kyle McCord ran this exact same offense last year. You would think that would give him a little bit of an advantage for a guy that it doesn't seem like, production-wise at least, there was a huge gap between the two.
1: Yeah, and at that point it it gets you wondering if – internally something was wrong, Uh, maybe it was a relationship issue, maybe it was a
0: we want to go a different direction. Uh, And maybe McCord did want to be guaranteed a job, which I can understand in his position, and Will Howard didn't. What I don't understand is why Will Howard wouldn't want to be guaranteed a job. Like I get some guys are competitors and whatever, and you bet on yourself. When you have a a leg up like he does –
1: The job is practically guaranteed at this point. Out of all the other guys in the room, you'd have to think it's a 70-30 to swing right now in favor of Will Howard. And losing out on that 20% is pretty difficult after what he's been able to do at K-State and how he rose to fame at K-State. I mean, think about it. When Adrian Martinez got hurt and Will Howard took Mm -hmm. over, Will Howard was like, Oh my gosh, he's our answer. And then when Will Howard was—I don't know—was he actually struggling this past year before? Is it Avery Johnson? Avery, Avery Johnson? No, he got banged up. He wasn't. like so when, he wasn't like when Will though. Howard got yeah. banged up a little bit and Avery Johnson took over, that's what K State started looking at. And Avery Johnson is a great rusher.
0: Yeah, like he, absolutely. he
1: runs the ball very well. He reminds me—he's a better—he's a better runner than Will Howard. Yeah, he, is. he kind of yeah. reminds me of what. Kansas had in Jason Bean. Like, like sure. his ability to yeah. scramble and, and throw the deep ball, like, there there's something there. So when you have somebody with multiple skill sets versus somebody with pretty much just one, yeah. it's, it's easy for Will Howard to say, I'm going to hit the portal and, and find a way to a new team.
0: I And I get that. I just... Ohio State
1: felt like a weird fit to me. Out of so the places, if it's not, that but he if he goes go. to USC, he's in the same spot. Yeah, no. Miami made sense to me. Miami's yeah, the Miami, yeah. Miami would. Sense. But if, do you want to play for Mario Cristobal and what that I have no program idea. <laughs> has been putting out there? <laughs> I, have like, no I don't. Idea. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd I, much rather compete if I have to a little bit for a job at Ohio State or USC than I would Miami.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's fair. You know, I if Miami's just not a place that you want to end up being, but you know, there were a lot of places that are hyper-competitive, that, like, Washington would have made more sense to me. But Will Rogers is already that, there. Right, but I think prior to this, they would have taken Will Howard over Will Rogers. I don't think so, because Will Rogers would— Oh, you're talking Ohio State? No, I'm talking Washington. Well, Will Rogers was, like, w- w- one, two, or three off the board in terms of early. what Washington it. He was early, right. Um, I just—I
1: don't know. I would rather have Will Rogers than Will Howard— you think so? Yeah, and I don't and, and know. this
0: is solely based off of his season two years ago versus right, last and I don't know how much of that I just chalk up to the Mike Leach of it all, and that could be, but like it, I always am a little hesitant hey, Mike with Mike Leach, really good coach. No, I right? understand that, but the numbers always are a little skewed. Then we need any time you've got a Mike Leach quarterback. But
1: if I can go play for Kalen DeBoer, I'd want to go play for Kalen DeBoer. <laughs>
0: no, I'm not blaming Will Rogers, <laughs> but I'm like, why wasn't Will Howard on the phone with Kalen DeBoer, knowing like, hey, Penix is gone next year. Well, and so it's interesting,
1: and this could be a learning curve for a lot of transfer portal guys mm-hmm. going forward. If you get in the portal early, you're probably going to pick the team that you want to play for. Yeah,
0: but versus, Will Howard's in there as early as anybody. Versus get stuck with who's left. Yeah, you don't and I'm to not a-
1: saying Ohio State is, hey, I got stuck right. with Ohio State, but Will, ha- Will Rogers
0: had every, every team to choose from. And he decided early, so he had more options. Will Howard was in the portal about the same time, but he drug his feet. And so maybe he still had a lot of those options, but, I mean, you look at the, the teams that needed quarterbacks that started to, like, would Notre Dame have taken him over Riley Leonard? I don't know. Probably not. But Notre Dame was open and, and closed early. Oregon was open and closed early. I mean, he could have still gone to Florida State probably. They just closed theirs up recently. Yeah,
1: Florida State would have been one that And I, would have made, made way more sense. I, I would be if, – if this argument wasn't Miami and it was, and Florida, it was State. Florida State – I would tend to lean your way because Florida State's a job that will have success even in the turmoil of, that, of yeah. that school right now and where they sit in the ACC.
0: Right, but you look at Mike Norvell, you're like, okay, great quarterbacks coach, great offensive mind, what he's done over the last few years, has been incredible. But he they looked, probably just didn't want him. They, yeah, because yeah maybe have, they I, didn't. DJU is, is better than Will Howard. I mean, I think so, but in the transfer portal rankings, he was dramatically lower. And that that came as a, a shock
1: to me, too. But I, was, but I also think back to when DJU was at Clemson, he was so highly ranked there. Yes. And then, because of the season he had, he dropped so far in stars to go to sure. Oregon State. Yeah. But... What he did at Oregon State this year with Jonathan Smith, I I think was very
0: impressive. What an eight and four season! It yeah, brought, but when he was there, it was eight and three. Yeah, I, I listen. I've been I like DJU. I think he he took way too much crap at Clemson. Um, I think it's a great fit for Florida State. I'm pretty excited about that. They were, and they pretty much, I think, narrowed it down to him and Cam Ward pretty early. Um, so, but maybe, that's another thing. You're you're batting, you're you're
1: batting next to a guy by the name of Cam Ward. Right? Yeah. And when you're at a prospect camp, yeah. And you show up, and Cam Ward standing next to you after the season he had at Washington State. You're like, well, I'm second
0: tier. Yeah. I mean, I I get it from Ohio State standpoint. I think that it's smart for them to be like, hey, we've got an established guy. I just don't – if Will – and listen, maybe Will Howard's betting on himself in a way that I think is a little bit um, – not foolish, but I don't know if he's taking the whole picture into account, right? A lot of times guys bet on themselves, and it's a situation where – Either they're not getting full information from the coaching staff that's talked to them, because, like, it is recruiting, by the way. Like, you know, especially with transfer guys where you don't have a ton of time to build a relationship, you don't have a ton of time to feel guys out. Like, Dylan Rayola has been feeling out Nebraska, whether this coaching staff or the last coaching staff, for years, right? How long has anybody in the transfer portal been feeling out the situation they're going to? A lot of times it's like three days, right? They are, you know, like, The the Riley Leonard Notre Dame thing is a good example. That was like two weeks, tops. Most of that was figured out before he even entered the train. Yeah, right. But it took him two weeks to commit. I don't know, whatever, right? But you look at a lot of these places, like how long did Kyle McCord feel out Syracuse? They got a new coach. Fran no, Brown. It, it was going to be Nebraska. That's what I mean. It wasn't. That's what I mean. So that's how you know. With Kyle McCord, it was literally two or three days because he went straight from Nebraska, basically, to Syracuse, who had just hired a new coach in Fran Brown. So even if he had contact with Syracuse before, he didn't know any of those guys. And all of a sudden, it's like, "Yep, I'm going to Syracuse." It's like, "Yeah, I get from you're, you're from that part of the country." And but. Sometimes you rush it because you don't want to get left behind. And so I I, I respect Will Howard, in the sense of kind of taking his time through the process, but even with Ohio State, they came onto the scene super late. How long was he actually building that relationship there? I mean, at most we're talking about a month with any of these guys. You know, think about
1: this too, and it may not just be a Will Howard thing. It may be an Ohio State thing. Sure. Uh, Ryan Day and that staff may have felt pressured by the program to get somebody in there after what they saw in that game because of maybe fan reaction Mm. and booster reaction to, wait a second, we're going to take this big of a step back next year because we're we're, we're putting the ball in Devin Brown's hand or Lincoln Keenhold's holds hands and like those are our two guys yeah. no 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 you got to figure this out you you got to go you got to go get somebody and it could have been a situation of oh shoot now we got to get on somebody's radar in the transfer portal will howard's the best available we yeah. just got to get in his mix and boom we can sell
0: ourselves because we have X, Y, and Z dollars that we can throw at him, we, we can beat anybody. That certainly might, that actually makes a lot of sense because it didn't seem like Ohio State was super active in the transfer portal market for quarterbacks until after that bowl game. Really recently, right? Until right after the bowl game, and then all of a sudden they're like, ooh, maybe we should give Will Howard a call. So that would actually make a ton of sense to me. Like I said, I get it from Ohio State. Not sure I get it from Will Howard, but that's where he's ended up. Uh, you know, there was one other thing I wanted to get to here before we take a break here. Alan Bowman from Oklahoma State has been granted a seventh year of eligibility. <laughs> seventh year. So he's not going anywhere, but except for maybe to med school. That might be where Alan Bowman is ending up. Hey, some, for, sometimes people go to school for ten years. Yeah, they're called doctors. Uh, that is your update on the transfer portal quarterback situation. Coming up next, we've got more of Herdette Sports Radio.